Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Week in Marketing show, also known as The Twim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of March 15, 2021. Today, we're going to first off start off with uh, some information from Clubhouse. If you haven't heard back, Clubhouse is the new kid on the block when it comes to social media platform. It's an audio-only based platform. It has... It's 11 months since it's been launched and it has gotten quite a few traction, quite a quite a bit of traction. And just last week, and why I say last week is because usually Clubhouse does a town hall on every Sunday around noon Eastern. And that's when the founders of Clubhouse and their community comes together and they uh, talk about Clubhouse and what they are doing and what the plans are. And they announced, uh, Paul Davidson, who's the CEO of Clubhouse, announced that Clubhouse aims to give, uh, train 20 creators with resources that they need to give their ideas and creativity to the whole world, but they have the problem of finance that stops them to show their work on it. Right. So as a result, they created this thing called um, Clubhouse Accelerators Program. Now, <clears throat> if you are kind of, you know, sad that it's only 20 and it's going to be competition is going to be high, don't lose hope. I would still say go ahead and apply for it. I, I have done that. Uh, so why I say that is because I think they're going to do a small round of testing with 20 and they're going to probably roll it out to more people as an accelerators program and they're going to probably launch some courses on how to best use Clubhouse. So I, if I were you, I would still put my best foot forward, go ahead and apply for this accelerators program and see what happens. Now, if you're on the fence that says Clubhouse does not make any sense, I would say it's like 20 years ago, you're saying Facebook doesn't make any sense. We do not know where each of these social platform is going to go. Look what happened to TikTok. And you're going to hear more about it in our update section where we cover TikTok. So I will just say, you do not know, go ahead and get an account. If you don't have an account, I do have a few uh, a few free invites. So you can get in touch with us, uh, with me, and I will give a couple of them. Uh, I'll be more than happy to give it to you. And with that, let's move on to the next update. <clears throat> The next update is from our friends in Google, at Google, um, although I do not know if you can really call any of these ad platforms your friend, but anyways, uh, Google has released a, you know, a new update or basically announced that you know they have a new summary view. Uh, it just feels like they're saying navigating, uh, they felt like you know, small businesses were na- not finding it easy to navigate into Google ads and so they created a new summary view that simplified layouts and you know they can you can view performance at a glance uh you can improve performance with custom recommendations create and edit campaigns blah 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 now folks this is not for folk this is if you're using what was known as google ads express or google easy mode then this is the uh, this is this summary applies to you but Anyone who follows me or anyone who has been with Google Ads, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to take control from Google and you want to run your campaigns manually because that gives you the best options and the best control. 
So like, for example, we don't see this update in our account or I don't see this update in my account just because, you know, I don't have that easy mode turned on or the express mode turned on, right? And Google keeps changing the name around those things. But in the old days, it used to be called AdWords Express, which is basically, uh, you know, a very quick and easy way for Google to take your money and get you up and up and started with Google Ads. However, you lost a lot of money. You did more you lo- you spent more money than you should actually be spending. So with that, I am sharing this update with you because if for some reason uh, you are in that easy mode, you should switch to expert mode, even though Google wording will kind of get you all worried, worked up on these things. But if you are, uh, you know, that's a new view for you, okay? With that, let's move on to TikTok. And I know I just touched on TikTok a little bit ago when I was talking about Clubhouse. Uh, so TikTok has uh, announced that or basically rolled out this ad library that allows you to find best ads by ad filtering. I tried it out before I started got on this podcast. A couple of things that I like about this thing is, number one, you can see ads by region, by country, as well as different categories. Now, keep in mind, it's still doesn't have a whole lot of ads in there. So that's number one. However, I like what they act, what the direction TikTok is taking. What is that? Well, what TikTok does uh, not only shows you the ad by region, but it also shows the number of likes, uh, you know, comments and shares that ad got. I do not know about you. I love that. I wish Facebook had that, right? Uh, it's kind of, tra- it's transparent. It allows you to find best performing ads and okay, you can see what it is and you don't really get to see whole lot of things. I do not know if the person running the ad will like that or not. It's a great competitive uh, research tool as well. Uh, this, uh, so I hope TikTok keeps that way. I hope TikTok doesn't take it away and puts pressure on Facebook to allow Facebook to do that as well. Then we can really see who, which ads are doing really well. I mean, look, likes, comments, and shares on an ad doesn't really tell a whole lot of things. Uh, especially I think we can see that on a Facebook ad itself, but it's just that ad reporting tool in Facebook doesn't show that, right? Um, at least I don't remember. I have Again, I do not do Facebook ads on a regular basis, so I might be missing here something. But coming back to the point, again, this is something you should try it out if you're thinking of TikTok. The only one caveat to here is that TikTok, uh, be careful because it's still incomplete. So I think this is going to get, you're going to see more and more ads in there in the coming days and months. Okay. Next up, we have updates from LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has provided some uh, fundamental strategies for video ads. Now, you before you kind of brush it aside saying, you know, we don't do LinkedIn, so we don't care about it. I think there is some lesson here that we can apply to other platforms as well, right? First of all, LinkedIn is saying that, you know, hey, traditionally B2B focused people think that, you know, uh, video is not uh, a big deal to these audiences. And LinkedIn is saying, you know, no, that's incorrect. Uh, actually, it's their data has proven that, you know, users are 20 times more likely to share a video on the platform than any type of post, right? And response rate for video ads have been rising steadily over time. So, if you are not leveraging video, whether you are on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, I think we are all missing out. That's what I want to say. Okay, and this is a study that they've done by analyzing over 3,500 ads uh, using both automated and human review process to identify, you know, what's working and what's not working. And they also identified elements of optimal video ad performance, which I'm going to cover here. They're saying include a product demo and offer. Of course, no brainer. Animate your video if you can. 
keep audio simple and use captions, keep copy short and add a call to action button, right? What's What do you want that person to do next, right? Um, it sounds very simple, but oftentimes we forget the basics and we jump into something more complicated. So there you go, folks. If you are listening, not so much update from the platform itself, but it's a good tip from LinkedIn. Okay, next up, again, we have something from TikTok. Uh, so TikTok and OpenSlate has expand safety tools to for advertisers in UK, Australia, and Canada. Now, you might be wondering, like, Sajid, why are you covering this on this podcast? Well, let me tell you, allow me to explain this to you. It doesn't affect us directly. Like, who do I really care for small businesses? Like, you know, TikTok has a participated OpenSlate, and I think we should. I mean, sometimes we might think, why do I need to know? What this signals is that TikTok is working towards building a safe space for big brands. And what that basically means is TikTok is here to stay. Prices on TikTok, if cost per click or cost per acquisition or whatever revenue or return on investment on TikTok, while might be great now, it's going to soon get higher. Why? Because big brands are going to come in with their millions of dollars and just dump it into the platform and they're going to dry up all the inventory there is and there's going to be shortage and it's a supply and demand math. So folks, if you are listening to my podcast or this show and you're still unsure if you should be on TikTok or not, I would say go on TikTok, right? It's the new 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 Facebook of 2021. And uh, maybe I have, didn't cover this before. From a growth perspective, TikTok has about 700 million daily active users, right? And that's soon to hit about a billion by the end of this year. I do not know about you. 700 million daily active users is pretty good, if you ask me, right? Okay, <clears throat> next up, also on the TikTok front, we have TikTok has allowed uh, auto-reply message options for business accounts. So what this basically means is that it makes easier for business accounts to respond to common queries and provide relevant information. However, to avoid, you know, someone to misuse this feature, TikTok has implemented a process which requires all automated response messages to be reviewed by TikTok moderation team before it can go live. Yeah, for TikTok. I wish Facebook has done some of this basic common sense things uh, when they rolled out a lot of things. But however, I do have to give credit to Facebook because they were the pioneers and they kind of rolled things out and they modified as they went along. And TikTok is actually benefiting from those things and seeing what really worked with Facebook, what shouldn't have worked, what didn't work and how do they change it. And they're really coming out of the gate strong with a refined uh, process. So that's good for TikTok, uh, bad for Facebook because they had to kind of learn the hard way. But you know, hey, that's life. Lastly, <clears throat> TikTok, you know, I talked about uh, how many, uh, what the daily active user numbers are on TikTok. It's about 700 million. So TikTok is saying that, you know, <clears throat> starting April 15th, uh, we are going to see personalized ad and we are not going to be able to skip personalized ads on the screen like we just do, uh, uh, we are doing right now, which means we have to watch ads. <clears throat> we'll, why they're doing it? Well, if you see what's, what I just covered and what I've been covering is TikTok is leering, getting creating a safe space for big brands. Uh, they're growing. They're allowing us to see ads. And now they're saying we cannot skip ads. Basically, TikTok needs to make money. 
They need to save hundreds and thousands of hours worth of video every day. They need to pay their staff. They need to make money. It's not free. They're in a business. So they, well, welcome to the ad world. Okay. So nothing really to, nothing really to do here. Maybe they will open up other ad inventory types down the road, but it's just like, hey, one more opportunity for us to show our ads in front of the people. Next up, we have YouTube. Um, I like this. YouTube basically realized that a lot of people upload videos on YouTube not realizing that it contains copyrighted information. So they've rolled out this thing called Checks. Uh, I tested this before I got on the show. And even with a dummy video, when I do it, upload the video, it checks to see if there are any copyright content or copyright music that will affect my monetization or reach of my video and it will warn me, flag me. Having said that, YouTube is saying, look, this is not full and final, but this is going to help you. Why? Because there could still be something that we miss or something that is not there today might be in copyrighted tomorrow or someone may have manually filed a DMCA claim that says this is copyrighted. But YouTube is saying, look, this is a step in the right direction. It's a first step. We are doing whatever we can so that you are not surprised that you have something uh, copyrighted. Now, the way wor- people were working around it is in the past, up until this tool got rolled around, was <clears throat> that you people would upload the video and keep it in draft mode or unlisted mode and allow the YouTube system to kind of go through it and check the video. And then when it's been given a thumbs up by not getting anything flagged in the next 24 hours, that's when people would like, you know, publish it or make it live. And YouTube is saying, you know, that was a very long, drawn out, crappy process. So we have built these checks into the system that as soon as you upload, we're going to tell you, hey, this has, you know, copyrighted music. Maybe you think you should think otherwise, or you can submit for manual review. That's what it is. Okay. I, I love this idea. Next up, <clears throat> we got some numbers back from YouTube. Oh, sorry, YouTube, not numbers back. Uh, YouTube said, uh, I, YouTube said, you know what? Hey, we have, uh, we, wa- we realize a lot of people are watching YouTube on big screen TVs or game console. So we are going to start separating out the numbers <clears throat> accordingly. Why does it matter? Well, it matters because a few reasons. Number one, now you could see how many of your viewers are comp consuming your content on a large TV screen slash game console. Now, while the other reporting metrics do not change, you you may also see a click-through rate take a dip, right? For example, if someone is watching it on TV, they may not be able to take action on your video because they're on a TV, right? So that's something you need to understand. So you need to keep that thing in the back of your head. Like, you know, hey, for some reason you see a CTR, click-through rate, which kind of takes a dip, you have to say, okay, fine. Is it because I have a lot of viewers watching my content on TV? You need to look at that metric. So that's the one thing you really uh, need to keep in account of. Now, the other thing, you know, again, this is not, I didn't think this merits a second different slide. So I just, I'm going to cover it here is that YouTube is rolling out this thing called tax withholding. Up until today, up until like, actually up until May 30, 30, 31st, 2021, international creators have been getting money from YouTube or Google without getting taxed. And that's been like the wild, wild west. And that was very unfair to creators in the US who would get their money, uh, income reported to IRS and, you know, some income being withheld by Google and then transmitted directly to IRS. Google is saying from now on, 
you know, all international creator would have to file tax information and we are going to withheld tax. If you don't file any tax information with YouTube or Google, they're going to do a default withholding of 24%. That's a big amount, right? It's going to level the playing field. Uh, it's not going to be like, you know, some creator in some place is getting a free chair ride um, where they're not paying taxes. They're not getting taxed. They're just getting all the 100% of their income. And whereas creators in the U.S. are getting taxed for some reason. So that's all. I mean, you know, in terms of YouTube, I mean, I can go, I think, you know, I can go deeper into this whole tax thing. But again, I'm not a tax professional. But if you are listening to this show, uh, and regardless of where you are, keep in mind that if this is happening on YouTube and Google, it's going to cascade down to other platforms as well. If it's not already happening, just because you know, everyone, the U.S. government is going to tell everyone to t- start taxing. Okay. Already, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. Uh, once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.